And with that, takbir. <laughs> Allah Akbar. That was so amazing. So, so cool. Anyone else like almost in tears the entire time? <laughs> Four different languages. English, Javanese, which is the more ancient or royal language in Indonesia, right? Poetic. Oh, okay. Okay, um, and then Persian and then Arabic. So it was such a special treat and really I, you know, we get the sense of the beauty of the diversity of Islam through this khutbah today. Uh, just seeing the so many different angles that you can come about, you know, looking at one topic was just amazing, amazing, mashallah. Um, so who would like to ask the first question? You could share a reflection anything at all. <laughs> I was very surprised actually to find so much about Bozu in the Persian poetry. That was a real, uh, I had never looked for that. So I looked through some databases and talked to different friends and found it, it's, it's an important theme definitely in, in the Sufi poetry as well. So that was, that was very interesting for, for me, huge learning experience to, to research that. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was telling Jessica the way, uh, so we have um, khutbah topics uh, that people, our congregants can come in and um, sign up or uh, write down, you know, requests. Um, and I was telling Jessica that the topic of wudu was actually a sister who was homeless who came to our Jummah one day um, and she requested that. And it was such a journey, like hearing her journey and she finally, um, we were able to take her to a shelter. Um, but like seeing that, you know, that intention was set by her, um, you know, two years ago, and then you responded to it is just, I love witnessing the journey of, you know, intention and then seeing how it manifests. Um, so inshallah, I, I hope that she gets uh, a chance to see it, but yeah, thank you for responding to that and, and taking it up. Very, very meaningful. Yeah. Well, I know you said the shy people. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hold back, but, um, Absolutely beautiful, my dear. Oh, thank thank you. you so, thank you so, so much. I feel like we're just growing by leaps and bounds, and I am just pleased mm -hmm. to be a part of this whole process. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it did feel that way, right? It feels like we're growing laterally today. Yay. I love it. Really excellent job, mashallah. I really thank loved you. it. Um, it was also, voodoo is an interesting topic for me um, because... Um, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, um, and a lot of that, uh, or it manifests for a lot of people in ways related to purity and uh, contamination and things like that. So like the classic, like washing your hands a lot to remove like any germs or whatever perceived things there might be. Um, so when I became Muslim, um, as someone who did uh, deal at one point with um, like contamination slash purity OCD um, and having, and I did, you know, wash myself a lot, um, having this like required washing um, was just kind of difficult for me because I was afraid that um, it would I would um, start thinking oh my wudu isn't good enough oh that means my prayer isn't good enough oh that means like all this stuff um, so it's always just kind of nice and refreshing to hear about wudu in ways that's not like just purely physical like wudu equals purity equals having your prayer be accepted. Um, so I think, yeah, just anytime I hear like deeper meanings of voodoo, um, I always really, really appreciate that. And I think it's good for everyone to hear. Um, also, I was thinking as you were talking about it, um, I was thinking as a voodoo is kind of like 
this like state of liminality between like your mundane regular life and then like the you know being able to separate yourself into prayer. So I was thinking of that sort of like as I was thinking of like um, the Jewish ritual of lighting candles before Shabbos or Shabbat um, to separate the mundane week from the holy day or the holy time of Shabbat. And then, um, I mean, we don't, uh, like Muslims don't do this, but um, there's also a ceremony um, at the end of Shabbat called Habdallah, um, which separates Shabbat from entering into the week. Um, so just kind of like, also thinking of voodoo as just like a, like a physical manifestation and a spiritual manifestation of transferring your regular life into be like uh, really feeling like you're in front of God. So, mm. I I just wanted to respond to that about what Rumi said. In my hand can only do so much, you know, and that actually it's God who does the purifying of the soul, and kind of I feel that he's really speaking to the situation you're describing too that, you know, there's so, only so much that we can do and, um, yeah, the kind of gentleness of that. I actually wanted you to please um, remind again that, you know, that poem or line where, where Wudu uh, was compared to, to love. The, yes, the Tawaf without Wudu is compared to love. Yeah, he, no, said, he, said, any, he said anyone who does... Uh, who comes to, who wants union without love is like a person who tries to do tavaf without wudu. Union without love is like tavaf without wudu. Okay. And Thank I assume you. that meant like union, um, if you have like a spiritual goal and yeah. you have this, but you have a harshness to it, where it's like you're pushing yourself to get to this thing and you're not loving, you're not in that warmth of the love of God. You're, you're actually like hurting yourself to get there. Instead, he's saying, no, no, actually that love is like the voodoo, is like your preparation to be able to have union. I don't know, that was my... Oh, that was yeah. so profound for me. I'm going to have to do more reflection on that, but thank you for, for that. Uh, if you like, I can send you the whole poem, too, because it's... Yes, please. It's, that's the last line. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Thank you again. Asante Sana, I've already given you uh, my feelings. It was wonderful. And as I was listening, I was like, I'm feeling so lifted. So a chance to take myself to a higher level. And I thought, I don't think I would have heard this in another setting, in another masjid. This is mm. a women's masjid here, yeah. you know. Uh, but I wanted to ask you to do one thing, and I wanted to also reference, as you were saying, about the sanctity of water and how important it is to preserve it. Mm. And I was thinking about the issue that happened. I took a class over UCLA on food, which included water and a number of things that surround water, including corporations that want to decide to own the water. And this big corporation, I can't remember if it was Coca-Cola or whatever, had simply dammed the, the river. Yeah. Okay, from now on you gotta buy water from us. And they said, well, we really don't have whatever that thing is called money. We'll just put mm -hmm. barrels out and catch the rainwater. And they told them, no. And this went on over a period of time. No, you can't catch the rainwater. The rain itself belongs to us. It's supposed to fall into our river. And it was at that point Guatemalan Indian women said, uh-uh, it's over. And they dismantled 
the dam and <laughs> the company, oh yeah, the company had yeah. just gone about their business. Yeah. You know, but someone was saying, in effect, we are going to control your life, your death. You will not live unless you first pay homage to us. So I just wanted to bring that in because since we're talking about women yeah. and water, uh, but specifically, I wanted to ask you, in the process of doing wudu, do we all do it the same way? So I was going to ask you if you would please just show us the process. Oh, I'm not very good at the getting all the numbers right because I know it's like you do the left hand first three times up to the elbow, uh, using the right hand, washing the left, is this right? And then the right hand with the left hand three times, and then the face, then I tried to describe this. Oh. Is this what you mean, the, the technical order and the... Exactly, because we're all sitting here and, you know, yeah. some of us are not Muslim, others are Muslim, and are we all doing wudu correctly? So that was really my question. Okay, and I thought there was a specific way. When I was studying up on it a little bit, I, um, I did find an interesting difference between Sunnah and Shi uh, involving the masa portion, which is the anointing portion, mm -hmm. the top of the head. Um, mm -hmm. And I noticed this myself, Sunnah is going back and she is coming down. So there's like a bringing um, down of the water. So hmm. I think, that, and I think also I've heard seven times on each arm mm -hmm. uh, in some cases, and other times I've heard three. And even uh, one? And even one? Okay, yeah. that's, yeah. And, and of course, rinsing the mouth and also mm -hmm. water in the nose is also like an interesting thing. Like mm -hmm. how much, like are you actually irrigating your sinuses or mm -hmm. are you like just a little bit of water or yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I have a way that I've always done it. Oh, I'd so, love to hear no, about that. So I was just like assuming yeah. there was the way to do it, you know. So, okay. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. As with everything, there are multiple ways of doing it, right? Um, and uh, that just reminded me. Um, have you guys heard of the neti pot? Yes. It's a product that you spend money and buy to do for free what Wudu does. Um, so again, this concept of, you know, irrigating the, the nose, you can just do with your hand. <laughs> um, anyone else? Oh, there we go. Uh, I just thank you for that question because I certainly didn't know that there was many ways, but it also, what struck me um, was the intention behind it. And so it does, the, the ritual is a space for setting that intention. Mm -hmm. And I even, my favorite when you say to, to clean the nose so that you can smell, I don't remember how it goes, but right, smell heaven, form. you know, or yeah. <laughs> um, Ask for the scent of heaven to come to you. Mm -hmm. And so I can picture that with cleaning your ears to hear better, you know, all oh. of the things, the mouth to speak better or whatever it is, but um, I, yeah, I just really, that resonated a lot. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, a while back I heard uh, of when you're doing each wash, uh, individual stroke basically, you, you should say, astaghfirullah um God forgive me. Um, and so I was doing that for several years and then at a point, a certain point it started to feel kind of like harsh to me. I, I think we tend to do this to ourselves where we turn things beautiful things into work or punishment, right, with whatever issues we're going 
going through. Um, and then when I noticed that, I um, shifted and started saying alhamdulillah. So, um, you know, uh, praising and thanking God for each body part and what it can do. Um, and I found more, uh, more connection to wudu that way and more like gratitude and peace with it. So. Wait, how did you decide to, sw- uh, what, um, was that your own idea, alhamdulillah? I can't alhamdulillah. remember. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just one day, I, I, yeah, I can't remember, but I remember doing it for the first time and feeling a big difference in the wudu, um, in like an, a big emotional difference um, in how it connected me. I, I noticed in the Rumi poem that he also said um, at the very beginning, each part of the body has a different prayer. Mm-hmm. So I, I've never heard what those different prayers would be, but I thought it was so interesting that you know, he started the ghazal mm-hmm. to say, yes, I know there is a different prayer for every part of the body. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a... Oh, maybe that's what I heard. Yeah, I think I, think I actually did hear that prayer. And it was something like, um, uh, help me use my hands in the best way and mm. like walk towards you in the best way. It was something like that. Yeah, I think there is a, like an official dua. Yeah. Is everyone hot? It's like 115 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, this is the smart row right here. They're right next to the fan. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh. um, all right. Any last questions or anything? Reflections? You, you put us all in like a peaceful. <laughs> Would you like to say anything about the Kidung Rumexal? Assalamu alaikum all. Um, my name you, is Nis. I'm from Indonesia. The same with Jess. So I also belong to this group um, in here locally, what we call Perkumpulan Jawa Plus. This is a gathering of people of Japanese origin. So certain, there is an island in Indonesia, but mostly the people are f- from central Java. So what we do is introduce um, our cultural um, activities, and Jessica is one of our, we call it Pesinden. We love her, so every time we have like a a gathering, usually to celebrate our anniversary, we'd we'd love to have her. I wish, um, would you like to say or can see, sing one of your sinden? Maybe is it um, that's related to maybe Sunan Kalijogo or something? Yes, Yes. the the Kidung Rumaksa that I sang for the khutbah is uh, the, the tradition of that singing is, is the same as the sindenan or the role, the person is called the pasinden and she is a person who uh, does the solo v- female vocal in the gamelan orchestra, in this tuned percussion orchestra. So um, that style of singing is also used for reciting sacred texts mm. like mao-san, wao-san, these kind of events where you have um, sacred poetry that can be recited for hours and hours, just stanza after stanza, with that same technique of singing that I, I demonstrated. Um, but when, when I've performed for um, Bunis's group, Jawa Plus, it was more in the context of the gamelan music. So that's also very different. The, the role of the singing is not to express a literal meaning. The singer mostly is, is actually um, using these riddles. Uh, They're kind of like imagery and uh, almost like proverbs. So, and they are chosen randomly. The singer can memorize 
five or a hundred or however many of these riddles they like and then just use them alternately. Um, so yeah, that's a different kind of context, the sindenan, uh, in terms of the function of the singing. But it's so nice. Bunis, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for... Um, oh, I had a question. What was the word that you use? Is it autocatonic? Auto... Autocatonic. Uh, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, I tried to bring up th both those terms, indigenous and autocatonic, around the idea of water. I feel it's, it's really interesting. Indigenous related to the land, I think, is, is a very important concept. Um, and actually, autocatonic also refers to the land. So meaning like the people, the original people of a place. So like where we are, we are now, Chumash, um, uh, Tongva, thank you. Um, so many peoples here. So it's just like in Java, there's also very indigenous, um, yeah, indigenous traditions. And, and those traditions have also completely melded with Islamic culture for hundreds of years. So there's like a very special uh, understanding of truth through that, through that lens. Um, yeah, auto, like self, and chthonic. Chthonic, I think, means from beneath the earth. Nice word. Thank you so much, Jessica, for My pleasure, a Reed, really inspiring khutbah. And uh, I just wanted to ask more about what drew you to, to go to Java in the first place and um, pursue, I guess, the, was it language first? It was mm. music. Music. Yeah, but mm. it was definitely, um, I wanted to study music as a spiritual practice. Right. And that's still a very mysterious thing to me, how to do that, and was one of the reasons why this opportunity to do a khutbah felt so important and such, a, um, such an honor and blessing to be invited to do that. Because, you know, sometimes in Islamic culture, the musician and the religion are not melding. So, um, you know, it's yeah. to have a space where that is, um, that, that's not a conflictual. In harmony. Is, is in harmony yeah. is really a dream. And, um, you know, because so many Islamic cultures have such incredible music, you know, it's, it's, I do believe that this whole discourse of, um, you know, the term haram, you know, what does that mean? It doesn't mean forbidden, it means intimate. So if it's like the proper context for the proper thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so what could be a music that could be a spiritual music that could really um, have that, that function? That's always been a, a search of mine and I don't know how many answers I have to that, but I was very excited about that at age 18, 19. So I, mm. I went to Indonesia um, because I'd heard about the music in Seattle. I had some friends who introduced me to it and I, I was really, um, I thought, oh, this is the music that has the knowledge about how to work with um, the voice and the spirit. Mm -hmm. um, but that was just the doorway that opened for me in that moment, and I, I just feel so lucky I got to enter into that in some way. Another question, sorry. Uh, I used to know of a, of a group of chanters in England of women, Muslim women chanters, you know, that would mm. sing together. I, I 
would love to see it happen here. <laughs> oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. You know, I, I, I went to Catholic school and I used to sing in the, in the choir with them. And in college, I took a class as well. I am longing to see, to, to unite voices of women, you know, and sing uh, praise songs or whatever comes to, maybe you could be the... I could facilitate Spearhead if something. other people had the knowledge to offer as well, then I'd be happy to facilitate that. Well, thank you so much. Hello. Um, Salam alaikum. Well, I, I wanted to know if you use your sort of training um, as a vocalist to recite Quran or sacred scriptures in very particular ways that might distinguish it from sort of the more conventional forms of recitation. I haven't studied um, Quranic recitation uh, formally. I would love to do that. Right, but and I'm sure you've heard of um, sort of female recitation of the Quran that's sort of gaining momentum by the day and it's becoming more accepted. Yes, yes. My, one of my favorite reciters, um, Haja Maria Ulfa, she's an Indonesian reciter, very famous. Um, I think she's won many of the competitions around the world. And, Yes, and I'd love to know of more if you have suggestions. I would love to hear somebody like you with your expertise and background recite the Quran in a manner that speaks to you and sort of, mm. you know, it's just a thought. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I hope I... I think Inshallah. what we really want Inshallah. is more recitation and singing right now, right? <laughs> is there anything you would like to do? Sure, maybe because um, Bunis requested a sindanan. Yeah. Um, I could sing a short um, uh, Javanese, another short Javanese poem. Please. And there's a lot of Arabic words just kind of in there, so you can listen for, for hints. Translate? Oh, so difficult. Okay. <laughs> it's just difficult. Hi, Javanese. Yeah. 